Welcome everybody again to The Proper Podcast. We do hope you are all well. Thank you for joining us. We've got a blinding show for you once again today. I shall be joined by my co-hosts, Kaya and Johnny B. Hope you're well, chaps. Now, I'm just going to say that I've just got my tax bill, boys. (laughs) So don't fucking mess with me today. I'm telling you now. I'm bringing violence. If I say Ellis Zorro beats Opatara in the rematch, do not fucking question me because I will come for you. So don't mess, all right? I'm in a mood. But... We shall plough on through. Right, so, yes, we shall be talking about a bit of Smith Biterbiev. A little bit of Bell used comments on Biterbiev. That got quite interesting the other day. Joshua Ngannou press conference. The Big Five versus the Big Five. Yes, very interesting stuff from the double turkey. He's pulling out all the goods. He's getting us double excited. Our balls are all tingling. Thank you, Turkey, once again. We love you. And yes, uh, Parker versus Zhang on the undercard. And then we'll finish off with a bit of Jonas versus Mayer coming up this weekend. Don't mind that if we fucking do. So right then, <laughs> let's get into it, boys. Johnny B, just quickly, how are you, bruv? I'm good. All good, mate. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go out on my shield today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go out on your fucking sword, will you? Get dying on my shield, uh, falling you know on what? my sword. Let me, ad- let me address it. Do you know what it is? I've got caught between, right? Die on your sword. And I think I went to say that, but because maybe I didn't want to say the word die in the ring, I've ended up meshing my uh, metaphors together. And I was, what is it? What's the correct one? <laughs> Go out on your shield. Oh, the other, what's the sword yeah. one then? And die on your sword. No, it's fall on your, it's fall you on your sword, isn't it? Anyway. It's die on your hell. sword, isn't it? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's only been a week. <laughs> but do you, know what was, do you know what was funny though, right? You know what was funny? is last week... When I'm, I, I went into my little spill and I was like, look, Callum Smith just needs to throw his hands. He needs to go out on his sword like, like Ryder did, like Billy Joe Saunders did. And then basically in the comments, there was uh, Billy Joe yeah, Saunders never went out on that, his sword. You? So I'm getting digged at for saying that he went out on his sword. But people are using that same metaphor as wrong to say he didn't go out on his sword. LOL, laughing at me. But I get the comments and... Yeah, it's a funny one. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders definitely had a go and threw his hands. But yeah, obviously, when he got his face broken, he was in the corner. Mm. I suppose he didn't go out on his shield. So yeah, I'll uh, address that. But yeah, apart from that, I'm all good. I'm excited to uh, get into it. Just uh, loving up Turkey Alashake at the moment. I'm uh, I'm seriously considering getting a picture of him in the house. You know that? <laughs> yeah, I've already got one Just up. get one up on the wall. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I've got a John Lennon on my wall. Why not fucking Turkey out of shape, mate? I'm, I'm changing my phone screensaver to him, mate. How about that? I'll be looking at I'll be looking at him every five seconds. I love the man. He's an absolute oh, governor. Uh, just quickly, did you see, so we all saw the press conference. Fuck it, it was funny, right? When he was doing the, uh, he started off the double turkey. He went, uh, "I'm going to speak in Arabic," and the translator was translating for him, and then he said Arabic stuff. And then he went back into English, but the translator didn't know what to do. So the turkey went, and this is what we're going to do. Does everybody understand? And the translator went, I I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) It was so awkward. (laughs) He went, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone else. He went, oh, right. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I tell you, just before we get to the press conference, coming in, Smith Beterbiev. So Beterbiev, just a beast, man. Just a different breed of boxer he reminds me of Golovkin in his prime he's just a phenomenon so uh fair play to Callum Smith 
he did go out on his shield. I thought he'd done very well. He, um, yeah, it was just it was just levels at the end of the day. But he put up a very good fight. Level, levels of what? <laughs> Sorry, now we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, yeah, inactivity showed in Callum. And uh, and it certainly didn't show in Baturbiev. So, uh, Kai, coming to you first, what was your thoughts? I knew you was going to come to me first because I'll pick Callum Smith, right? I'll pick Callum Smith based on a couple of things, really. Like, in, in fights gone by... You weren't by, the only one, to be fair. I know, I there weren't. There was a but, lot of people who did. But in your comments, there was a lot of Baturbiev in there when you posted the video on your, on your channel. By the way, I yeah. just want to say this. Uncle Proper and the best boxing channel on YouTube is closing in on 100,000 subscribers. So we need to get him there. If there's any new listeners here, head over there and subscribe. And let's get this man the plaque that he deserves. It'll be in the post. Well, more importantly, if you want to send me money to pay me tax bill, feel yeah, free to do that as well. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> but um, listen, right. Callum Smith. Like, the reason I, I picked him is because I've, I've seen Baturbia before. You, know, you get knocked over by Callum Johnson. That was a few years ago. So you're connecting the dots. He's a bit older now. You see Anthony Yard get a reaction out of him a couple of rounds as well. And I I, I thought Callum Smith would, would be great at the weight. You know, obviously we haven't seen much of him at 175 pounds. Um, the ring was tiny. I wasn't aware the ring was that small before the fight started. It was absolutely fucking tiniest ring I've ever seen, 18 foot. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the fight starts, but Terbiev sets the tone, doesn't he, in the first 30 seconds, just has him up against the ropes and unleashes a load of shots. A lot of them don't hit, but I think that was like a message sent when it like, you know, this is what this is what you're going to expect for this fight. And then Callum won the second round, I thought. You know, he come out, he won the second round, and I didn't give him anything else after that. And I think when he hit him flush, and he did it in flush a couple of times around the side of the guard, you know, he hit him with that kind of looping kind of right. It wasn't an overhand right, looping right around the guard. You know, shots that would trouble most people. He got zero reaction out of Baturbia. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you can see by round three and four, you know, his heart started going. You know, the, the enthusiasm was draining out of him. And from around yeah. round four, I just thought, that's it. You know, there's no way you're just surviving in there. And mm. big up to Buddy McGirt for stop it, stepping in when he did, because that was only going one way. He was going to end up completely knocked out on the floor. Yep. And, um, yeah, as you say, he went out on his fucking sh- Do you know what? Fuck that saying. We're not doing that saying anymore. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, look, I felt terrible for him in the end. You know, I think the end is probably there. I don't know. We'll discuss... The aftermath in a minute. I just want to get, I suppose, your two takes on the fight as well. But, um, but yeah, sad to see, really. But it was, it was just a one man, one man contest in there, wasn't it? It wasn't really even competitive. Like the yard fight had moments where it was competitive, and um, yeah, it was just literally just a, it's a beatdown, wasn't it? Let's be honest. That's exactly what it was, Johnny. Yeah, it just, yeah, just unbelievable, wasn't it? It just, it's just so accurate. Like what. Callum Smith was saying afterwards, he goes, just kept touching me up. But everywhere I moved my head, I was just getting touched. And do you know what? It's not even just his power. I know people, you know, we talk about, you know, the uh, atypical finding, you know, is he on the juice? Is he not on the juice? If, if you are on the juice, it still don't mean you can move around and float around the ring like that. Like the way he floats from out of range, in range, it's like the only one I, I liken that to is Canelo. It's unbelievable. Like his speed of thought and just his understanding of the range of like floating in and just, it just keeps his head at the end of your jab, slips jo- j- uh, your jabs p- beautifully. And, um, and as you say, from his guard, he can just hit you with every single punch and he just will not stop. 
and uh, there's no respect for anything that's coming back. And uh, yeah, it just just what it was, it just it was a calculated beat down in it over whatever six or seven rounds, and then got him out of there. And yeah, this uh, unbelievable, unbelievable fight for me. I, I think you got to put this guy definitely what top five pound for pound generational great out there. for sure, generational yeah. great just because. It's a combination of the power, the variety of punches, the, the footwork. And like in terms of is he on the juice or not, we've been looking at him for ages. And like all the training that he does out in Canada, like all the weird training, like doing press-ups on his fingers and like spinning around big, you know, dumbbells like with his wrists and that. He does crazy like training to strengthen all these different parts of the body. Maybe the other fighters are not doing, but he is a freak. He is a beast and... Yeah, I mean, bring on the Bivol fight. I think I think he has to be favourite going into the Bivol fight. And that ring was an eighteen foot ring. Obviously, they won the purse bids, top ranks. You know, Salt and Pepper's on their side of the table, so they decided it's going to be an eighteen foot ring. So this fight in Saudi, Turkey Ali Sheikh, if you're listening, bruv, it has to be an eighteen foot ring. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? No one wants to see Bivol dance around the ring. We want to see a small ring. Let them get in. Let's see how. Good you are, Bivol, at, you know, dealing with the pressure of better people. Yeah, but why should he get the advantage, though? It's not an advantage. It's a fucking for, for, ring. For him, it is. It's a ring, isn't it? 18 foot you ring. You go 20 foot, that that kind of... You've got to find a middle ground, John. I don't think you I'll can tell just you why. Let me answer that. Ring. Shall I tell you why? Because the Saudi are paying money for entertainment. It's like, why, you know, there used to be an advantage in the offside rule, didn't there, in football? It's like, it's, this is the entertainment business. That's why it should be an 18 So they should all ring. be 18 foot, then. Fucking let them have it. Yeah, come Everyone in. Get okay, in there. I'll sign up Fuck for that. it, do 15 foot, do 10 foot. Phone no. box. 18. I'll sign up for 18 foot. I'll sign up for it. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. I'm up for that. Um, yeah, we want to see entertainment and Turkey wants to see entertainment. So, yeah, I think you're spot on, John. And yeah, Callum Smith done really well. But yeah, you've covered it there. He uh, zapped the life out of him, Baturbiev, as he always seems to do. That's just how he fights. And uh, he's a handful for. Absolutely anyone and um, differently, differently to everyone he's been in the ring with. So fair play to him. On the juice comments, yeah, Bell, you seem pretty convinced. He said it without saying it on the old TalkSport interview. And um, I'm not saying Baturbiev's on the juice, I'm not. I'll say two things. I'll say it is suspicious, right? You can't deny it's suspicious. The fact that he is... Bell, you did have a point in the fact that he's getting older and yet his testosterone, apparently, according to these results, if that happened naturally, his testosterone has spiked in his older age. Why did it not spike if his body is such a beast? And I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just surmising, you know I mean? If he is such a it beast in be, his though. body, yeah, but, or if, yeah, he, if listen, his body oh. is such such a, a beast that it produces so much testosterone and he's, you know, he is that way inclined all the time, maybe why is this not shown on tests earlier in his career? Maybe, maybe it did. Maybe we don't know about it. We don't know. Um, so, and, and you have to say he does fight. He does fight like he looks like he's on stuff. That's the way he looks when he's fight because yeah. he's such, such a beast. So you can understand Bellew's comments. I'm not saying in any way he's on gear because he's always been an outstanding fighter. I just thought Bellew did have a bit of a point and it it does look suspicious at the end of the day. You know what I mean? That that test result, HGH, you know what I mean? That's what um, Big Baby Miller had in his system. So, you know. But you know what they did though? They found, look, I did a... 
<clears throat> I did a bit of digging around as well. Basically, they found levels that were so low, they were consistent of people that naturally create those testosterone uh, type compounds. So the levels were low. So what Varda did, they, they got the, these findings and they ran more tests on him and he tested negative on everything else afterwards. So he did have follow-up tests after that from Varda. So it was Varda that found the original findings. Then Varda ran right. their own tests and he, he tested negative. But that doesn't say, look, in this day and age, mate, you know, there's a lot of, you know, with technology, with masking agents, you can't, you know, you can't rule out anything, can you? You can't. You would have thought that the way boxers are in general, I mean, they're all they're all kind of different human beings, aren't they? They're, they're so much stronger than a, a normal human being. They have got more testosterone flow and they've got this, this fighting instinct in them, which, again, is something, you know... Uh, a lot of the time that is kind of generated from testosterone because that's mm. a way a fighter is. Um, you would have thought you'd have heard of a lot of atypical results over the years, wouldn't you really? Because boxers are that yeah, way, but this is true. first yes, time I've of heard of it. Yeah. But what I'm trying to, what I'm saying is we've better be because he's a bit of a freak and he does like fucking deadlifts with kettlebells while he's skateboarding. Like, how do you know that he's doing like these crazy training routines and that, that might not spike that. And if they're saying, does it though? I don't know. John. I don't know. But what I'd like to know as well was when did they test him? Like what time of day was it? Like, is it consistent with other times they tested him? Like, I mean, look, if you had a gun at my head and it's like, you have to make this decision or you're going to die. I'd probably say, yeah, he's probably juicing, but I'd probably say that for 80, 80, 90% of fighters that are out there. I think most of them are on it. I really do. I genuinely think a lot of fighters are on it out there. And do you know what I say about Tony Bellew? I didn't hear him saying shit about Conor Ben. No, I didn't hear him say shit yeah, about Gideon poor, White. It's poor. It's poor. So it's very uh, yeah. company, man. All of a sudden, better be everyone in Canada. You've got to say, to say about it. It's true. Just either say something about everyone or shut very your mouth. True. And Tony Bellew, if you, if you was here, mate, I'd get Kyron on you. His stance on Conor <laughs> Ben is <laughs> fucking poor, man. It really is. It's, it's, it's yeah. sad to see because he is so heavily against anything to do with drugs. Anytime he sees a drug um, fail, he doesn't believe their story. And yet the Conor Ben side of things, he's all for it. So it's not a good look. Mm. Do you know who Tony Bellew is, boys? He's that fella in the pub. And if like if you've if you've done a bit of a wrong and, and you've gone and chat up some bird that's with a fella and the fella's got a bit angry with you and wants to chin you... Tony Bellew wouldn't care if it was your fault. He'd stick up for you anyway, wouldn't he? He'd be he'd be at the <laughs> yeah, front yeah. front yeah. of that fucking whole. He'll yeah. uh, deal with the hows and the whys later on. But he'll, yeah, he'll later be knocking on, people yeah. out on your behalf. And then if you've been a bit of an idiot, he'll tell you about maybe later on in, uh, in in private. But yeah, he does he does do do things to suit his own narrative for sure. But, you know, that's... but also, does it does it say like how poor Callum Smith maybe was in the fight? It's terrible. Like, I yeah. thought it. I thought it was a gallant effort. I thought he definitely went out on his shield, and I definitely thought he threw caution to the wind and you know let his hands go. But ultimately, there was, there was nothing really there, was there? When you nah. look at the, the performance from Yard, like that's aged mm. really well. Like look at Yard's performance against Kovalev. Look at his performance against um, Betterbev. Now it's aged really well. To so Callum Smith, should we just go into it? Like what what does he do? Like, does he retire? Because he was saying comments where he's like thinking about retiring. A lot of people saying he should, but you know what my opinion is? 
he cannot retire. No. If he don't want to fight no more, he doesn't enjoy the training camps. He don't. He don't seem to enjoy the interviews. I mean, that whole behind the scenes build up to better be. He's literally looking at the floor majority of the time. He just does he not enjoy talking to the camera and the razzmatazz? You look at people like Chisora; they love it. War Chisora coming in, talking to the fans, the interviews. They love to fight. Don't know if Callum Smith does, but I would say this. Like, I've been watching a few things, right? And a lot of people have been going in on him and his resume and what he's done in the sport. And when you look at it in the light of day, if you look at, like, before he fought Groves, like, Rocky Fielding was probably the best name on his record. And you've got your Scoglund, your Holskins. Then he fought Groves. And there's a little bit of an asterisk against that fight. Let's be honest. That weren't a fully fit Groves in his prime. The Ryder... Mm, you know, whatever, a tough fight. Some people said Ryder won that fight. It was a bit of a, a dodgy decision. The Canelo, bit of a bad performance. And then, as you say, a couple of fights in light heavyweight and then that performance against Betterbeev. So for me, I'm looking at it now thinking, you've still got a bit to prove, in my opinion. So now, Betterbeev and Bivol, they're going to fight in Saudi. So you've got these other fighters hovering around now. So you've got Yard, Buatsi, and uh, and you've got Callum Smith, you've got Aziz, and you've got Vostik, yeah? Alexander Grostik, the Ukrainian, he's back. He had a couple of fights this year. He just knocked out Bolotniks. I think he needs to fight. I think he needs to fight Yard. I really do. Or he needs to fight one of those guys to prove himself, to say, I am that guy. I am a top five guy. I am a world champion. I just come up short at that very special elite level. Because if you don't do that, I don't know how he's going to be remembered. Same with all of them, though, John. Anthony Yard's resume, you can pick holes in that. Watsies, you can pick holes in that. You know, all of those light heavyweights, super middleweights, I don't feel like the pool is there the same as it is there as it in the lower weights to make these matchups. So I think a lot of them, I mean, Anthony Yard's the same. He's, he's went for the world title twice, come up short twice, but he seems to get a bit of a pass, doesn't he, I suppose, in terms of picking holes in his resume. And he's not even, he's never, he's never even been a world champion. So I think people have been a bit harsh with Callum Smith there. He can only beat what's put in front of you. It's a shorter career. He can only beat what's put in front of you. I still feel like he's a very, really good fighter. I, I think he's a good fighter. And I'm, I agree. I don't think he should quit, especially with, the, you know, the Saudis now coming into the sport. You know, th- there might be more money on the table for him. And I think he's a very competitive fight, those fights you mentioned all the, with all the British yeah. lot. They're very competitive. Good fights there you can put on the undercards of... Of these big Saudi cards. It's a weird one with Callum. He's a, he's always looked either outstanding or really flat. And to me yeah, in I this agree. fight, I did think he's the inactivity, even though Baturbia was inactive as well. But as we've just discussed, he's just a beast of nature, isn't he? Um, his inactivity showed for me a lot. He didn't have the zap in his, uh, in his left counter punch. He didn't have any zap in his power at all, really, for me in that fight. I know they... They're always going to just mm. bounce off of Baturbiev's head. But he didn't hit Baturbiev in the way that he hit Borderleak, in the way that he hit fucking, you remember the black, was it Blackledge? Who he just absolutely cleaned out. What about Castillo? Um, so he, his leg shaking all over yeah, the death. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So he's got it there, but he, he doesn't always show it. Um, and if I was him. But not at the top level. But not then, at yeah, the top maybe level. not at the top level for whatever reason. But if I was him. I wouldn't retire. I really, personally, I really want to see him come again. But like for devil's advocate, if I was his manager or whatever, I'd be saying, right, let's get you a confidence booster in sort of July, August. Um, go down a little level, but get you a fucking blinding knockout. Get that inactivity 
into activity, get you moving That's all again. he's done his whole career, though. No, I know, but if, if he does that and goes into a fight in, say, August, knocks the geezer out, looks good doing it, and he's he's active once again, he could be in that sort of big five at the end of the year. He could be due a Saudi fight against Yard. I think, listen, we're going to come to the big five in a minute. I think I'm just going to say it now. I'm sure we've all got Yard versus Smith on there. But anyway, one little fight in the summer, get him active, come back, and then have the Yard fight. And if you win, retire. If you lose, I suppose maybe retire as well. That's that's how I'll be playing. For what it's worth, right, my top five of the light heavyweight division is better be number one, Bivol's number two. I'd have Yard at number three. I'd have Buatsi joint number four with that Gwostik. And then at number five, I'd have Callum Smith. So I guarantee you there's a lot of people out there that have something similar to that. They'd have Smith down at five or six. So that 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 will get fed. Yeah, but back you're basing that on what, Smiths. John? And all I'm saying, all I'm saying, let me finish this. Let me just unload this clip. All I'm saying is that there's no disgrace in losing at the top elite level, no. but you can come back and on this domestic level, you can be involved in unbelievable great fights and go down in like boxing history, like the Eubanks, the Benz, the Watson. They weren't all the top, top elite world champions at the time, but you can be involved in all these big fights. And I think there's a few fights there for him where he can be involved in big nights and just solidify his legacy of like, I'm the fucking guy. I'm the fucking top light heavyweight in this this country right now. I heard Andy Joshua say it the other day, just worried about being the top mm. fighter in my country. And it's true. Are you? Mm, I think a lot of people might say Yard is. Because you're saying Yard, is that based off his performance against Baturbiev? Are you basing that off of that? Yeah, Baturbiev and Kovalev. And I think he's got, he's had no amateur background. I think he's having to learn on the job. But that's not a if reason. I see you them can't, you can't the mention that. That's not a reason. I, that last. I test. It's the eye test, isn't it? Fair it's enough. I test. Fair enough. A lot of this stuff is subjective, isn't it? It's like, it really, really is. And um, I, I don't know if, look, as I say, I don't think that was the real Callum Smith in there. I just, I, his hand speed seems, his hand yeah. speed seems to be yeah. non-existent. Like, he, he's throwing shots at snail's pace. I've seen him throw shots. And, and, you know, double, I mean. triple up That's on shots. He was waiting too much for the catch counter on off the ropes. You know, he knew he was going to get pressured up on the ropes. And Buddy McGirt, Buddy McGirt was even saying it. He said, they know you're going to catch counter. You've got to start throwing body shots. I don't think he was listening to the corner that well. His face was getting busted up. And, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard for me to defend him. I know I picked him, but... Um, and there was a couple of geezers in the comments who gave me a bit of shit about it, but that's all right. Some geezers are still going on about Dillian White I picked two years ago. Fucking madness. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he can come again, and I'd like to see him in there again. And uh, he yeah. seems like a nice fella. He's done well well in the sport, I think. He's done okay in the sport. Yeah, you can pick holes in his resume, but... Multi-millionaire. can pick holes in his resume, but, you know, there's Listen, fights out there for what him. The Smiths, for sure, right? What the Smiths have done for boxing and inspired like whatever the next generation of boxers cut like that will never be done again four brothers what yeah was three of them as world champions i think they all won the british title um it's unbelievable what they've achieved like get fighting in vegas you canelo's better we have like they've been at the peak of boxing it's unbelievable what the family have done i just think there's more left and i'd like to see him in some big uh i say domestic dust-ups but that sounds like it's a real step down i don't see any shame in that i think now the saudis are here who cares you've got losses on the records? Let's just give the fans good fights and good nights to remember. And just yeah, But the belts are not going to fragment, ever. Like. Like, Turby, if you're looking at him like that, Tony Bellew's right. He looks like he's getting stronger. Is he going to fight another two years, three years? Callum Smith's 33. 
Is he going to fight till he's 35, 36? Don't worry about that. Better be able. Just let him go. No, but the world thing. titles, I mean. The world titles, are they ever going to become available? Are any of our British lot going to be able to beat them two in the next three years? Well, Boatsy ain't none. is he? Because fucking Boatsy ain't going to fight any of them. Well, I think Boatsy, winner of Boatsy Aziz, gets Bivol. That's what they that ain't after the unit. The winner of Boatsy and Aziz, this you heard it here now, right? Gets They're going to fight that cross dick. That's it. <laughs> Uh, anyway. I'm not sure how much I trust your uh, your list, Johnny B, where you put um, you put Baturbiev first, Bivol second. Because if Bivol beats Baturbiev, I think you'll still put fucking Baturbiev first because you don't like fucking Bivol. <laughs> well, you lost me a thousand pounds. What do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> right then. I should stick him fucking bottom of the list. <laughs> just yeah. quickly then, do you think, who do you think wins that fight? Better be have Bivol. Is that early little prediction here? Yeah, I was just going to say, we'll, we'll do it quickly, but we'll give it a real analysis um soon when it gets announced. Hopefully it'll get announced in the next few weeks if I know Turkey. Um, so I'm going to go... Oh. <laughs> oh, you've put me on the spot there. I need to have a good think about this one. Oh, got Kaya gone. <laughs> I'm no, on the right. spot. Gun to my head now, better be after what I just see there. Because Bivol don't have, don't have the power to deter him from coming forward. To beat better be yep. you've got to do what Callum Johnson did or what Yard did in spots. And you've got to be able to send him backwards, having a little bit concerned, a little bit sort of, you know, you know, respectful of what you got, what's coming back. And if you can't do that, you're never going to beat him. And I don't think Bivol can do that. It's whether Bivol can stay on the outside and, you know, use his boxing skill and win on points. But I would say, yeah, you've got to say better be, haven't you? You really, you know, I think you've got to say that. Yeah, I agree. I better be, I think he wins the fight. I think he'll have his moments, Bivol. We'll come in and he'll throw, you know, eight punches, just boom, 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 those straight punches that he throws. Then as he'll get out, I think better if just going to just step on him, just step on him, just keep manoeuvring him around and then catch him with something. Yeah. He probably knocks him out and all. I think you hit, for me, you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, Bivol ain't got enough to push him back. He certainly ain't got enough to knock him out. So, mm. yeah, I, I'd go Baturbiev. But we'll give it some good thought and we'll give a proper analysis on that soon. So... Moving on to Joshua Ngannou, the press conference. We talked about the fight last week, but um, yeah, interesting press conference. Uh, thoughts of seeing Francis and Joshua up close. Personally, I was looking at Francis, his attire. It was like a African gown, wasn't it? And um, he looked fucking huge didn't he enormous fucking ginormous first I've seen Joshua standing next to someone who is wider than him not taller but just wider thicker rounder and just looked powerful man Joshua did look small Mm. Johnny yeah just uh, uh, do you know what I was watching it on my phone and I was just like I was just just in awe of the whole thing, what I'm watching, like just the LED lighting, the fucking Street Fighter like stuff, the, the Tony Alishay, when he got up and he was speaking and Eddie Earn and Warren, they were like just little kids at school and it just like looking up at him like, yes, sir, like just yeah. big Cheshire <laughs> yeah. cat smiles and just, and, but you know what though, before I was like, oh, get on you lot because he's got the money and all that. But now nah, I'm doing it and all. I'm like, oh my God, like he's amazing. It's like, he's just been sent down from heaven. Like if you love boxing, 
this guy is just yeah, he's just becoming. As I say, I might even get a picture of him in my house. And shots fired, house. shots fired at Oscar De La Hoya as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell. yeah. And by who? And who? Who instigated all of that shit? Yeah. So um, there's been some. Uh, Oscar said that you know. Um, Maybe there shouldn't be some fights going on in Saudi. Like, what, what's your thoughts on that? Well, he's put him on the spot a little bit, isn't it? And he's like, we'll, we'll miss him. We'll miss him, which I thought was quite cold and <laughs> quite funny as well. Shows a little bit of his character to do that. But uh, all Oscar De La Hoya said was not all fights should go to Saudi because he's obviously got a lot of American fighters. And then obviously, if it's on in Saudi, it's on at Saudi time. And then that's not prime time in America. And if you're trying to build the profile with American fighters, it makes sense. And then obviously some fights, you're saying like uh, Devin Haney, Garcia could get half a million pay-per-view buyers, maybe more. If it's over in Saudi, you're not going to get that in the American market. So obviously he's in the job of building the profile of his American fighters, which is a fair enough statement to say. But I felt like Gareth A. Davis is half thrown him under the bus. And now they've got a bit of a thing there because ultimately... We want all these promoters to get on, don't we? We want to see any of these fighters potentially get onto a Saudi card. Yeah, boxing's thriving because yeah. they're the heavyweights, John, and all the heavyweights are fucking European or African or from a time zone where it suits us Brits. So fuck Oscar. He can stay over there, mate. Who gives a fuck about him? <laughs> yeah. He won't get his fucking sniff through the fucking airport anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they'll suffer that old cross-dressing in fucking Saudi, boy. Deontay Wilder <laughs> yeah. lost. Jarrell Miller lost. You know, we, we, I don't know what's happened to Jared Anderson, but there are, there are no American heavyweights at the moment worth worth even talking about. Jermaine Franklin wants to fucking come over here and fight all of us. Lot. But other than that... That Jared Anderson, he, his heart ain't in it. Have you heard him speak about boxing? He, he, said, I, he said, I don't really like doing this. He said, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't think you'll see him do much in the sport. I really don't. The way he's talking. He ain't got his heart in it. I think Charles Martin humbled him a little bit in that fight. He had him wobbled all over the place. You're thinking, if I can't knock out Charles Martin, then, you know, I've got to question what I'm doing in this sport. Am I supposed to be a heavyweight champion? Uh, even though he won the fight, he nearly lost that fight. And Charles Martin's supposed to be a has-been. So, um, yeah. This is the thing with all these fighters you see on the way up, these prospects, everybody's jumping all over them until you actually see them in there with someone who can actually fight, who can test them. You just don't know, do you? Yeah. You just don't know. It happens all the time. Say, we have, like, perfect example over here, Josh Kelly. Everyone was massively high on Josh Kelly for Avenition. Everyone was like, oh, hold on. Maybe it's not what we thought he was. Do you know what I mean? So it does, it does happen. But do you know what? I liked AJ's persona in the, uh, in the press conference. I feel like he's still... It's got this sort of bad man. I don't give a fuck. I've got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I like it. So I think he needs to keep that. If he's going to go to places where he wants to go and he's going to become undisputed, this is the AJ uh, he, he needs to be. And I think um, when that he was speaking to Darren Barker and um, Adi Oladepo after, he said, um, he goes, listen, he goes, every fighter I fought that Tyson Fury's fought, he goes, I've knocked him out. He goes, I've broken their face. He goes, I'm just saying... I just thought, ah, oh, right, okay. That's a different AJ than the whole media guy and like not getting involved in it. So, yeah. Yeah, so Turkey, the brilliant Turkey, he just gets better, doesn't he? I mean, just getting up there and saying he wants the winner of this to face the winner of Fury Usyk. The first thing I thought was, Ergovic must be sitting at home going, you fucking pricks, you <laughs> bastards. He must be fuming. 
he thought there was going to be a rematch of the Fury Usyk. He thought the belt would get dropped straight away. So, I don't know. Does Turkey have the power to stop the IBF dropping the belt? I suppose he probably does, doesn't he? Money-wise? Yeah, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, he fucking does. He can do what he likes, mate. He really can. Do you know what? He can do what he likes. That's what he wants. Uh, look, he's the man, isn't he? And you know what I love about him as well? When he talks about it, he looks like he loves the sport. Uh, you know, yeah. I've been around long enough on this planet to know someone's bullshitting on it. You can just It's written on his face. He wants to change the face of this sport. You can just tell. It's like, it's like a kid in a candy shop with all of the dough he's got. You know what I mean? He, just, he could just throw it, throw it off the side where he was fucking standing there doing his press conference. He should have just <laughs> chucked a load of $100 bills across the side going, listen, I own all of you now, fucking all of you. You're all mine. But, um, I mean, he, he's the man that's going to make boxing dreams come true for a lot of fighters, you know. We've been fed shit yeah. for fucking years and now we're all salivating at these cards. Look at this card. You know, basically three main events on the same card again. You know, in years gone by, this could have been split up into three different cards over three weeks and we probably would have suffered it. But you've got, obviously, Parker Zang, which we're going to talk about. Nick Ball versus Ray Vargas. What a fight. That's a fight. fight. That's a brilliant fight. And then you've got the main event, which is no foregone conclusion, by the way. I've had a bit of a flip-flop in my head about that main event. Fucking a bit concerned about AJ and that one. Um, But we've been crying out for, like, a higher power in this sport. You know, mm. like a governing body that oversees all of these robbing little slags underneath the WBA, the WBC, the Maurizio Sullivan's and the Gilberto Mendoza's just fucking stealing from fighters. Yeah. We've been crying out for someone yeah. to step in yeah. and take charge of everything. And, you know, what do, these, what do they do, these sanctioning bodies? What do they do other than take money out of the fucking fighter's pocket and just stand in the ring with a stupid fucking look on their face, putting a belt over the fighter? What, what do they actually do? They call purse bids that only they want to see. Well, hold, hold on, Kaya. Hold on, Kaya. They, on. they clear fighters who have been wrongly accused of drugs. Yeah. All right. So they don't just do that, do they? I mean, Connor Ben, Alicia Baumgardner, you see, they're doing good for the sport. All right. If, if Maurizio <laughs> says Alicia hasn't been doping, she hasn't been doping, all right? So just be careful what you're saying, all right, bro? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's fucking, like... They're, they're marking their home fucking... They're just calling fights. The, the fights they want to see. Now, if I'm Turkey Ali El Sheikh, I've got a big, big plan down the, down the line here, five years down the line. I'm starting to fucking tell them all. So look, forget about what they've called. We're going to pay you this amount, right? Come and fight. We'll create this other belt, right? That oh, supersedes no. all of these little robbing slags underneath, Right? And you come and fight here for this amount of money. Don't bother with your fucking ranking over there. Don't need it anymore. Fuck them all off. You know, problem is, Kaya, the problem is, is they have the history. I know. So when you pick up that WBC belt, and you're like, oh, fucking Muhammad Ali had this belt. They've got the history. But that's why I said that, that they should make a play for that Ring Magazine belt. Yeah. Because that's been going for yonks. And just buy that. That, But that's the thing. That's Oscar De La Hoya's golden boy. I think they yeah, own they the do, company. Yeah. So if you could somehow... But money talks, mate. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they can make up Oscar and old Turk out of shape. But if you could get hold of that Ring Magazine belt the, the, over there, like that, that could do wonders. But you know what I love about uh, love about him is that I think he just gets it. You know the fact that all of a sudden that Eddie Earn and Frank Warren they're sitting side by side. Now he wants to do this five v five. Like I think he gets the banter. I think he gets the culture. I think he just he just fucking gets the whole uh, the whole project. It's not just about the fights. He gets all of it. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? It's fucking. I was trying to explain it to my wife the other day, but I'm, oh, it's amazing. It is. It's a thing of beauty. Them two sitting next to each other. It reminds me of you know when you've you know when you got like. 
you got a, a mate and and you know this bird as well and they sort of been texting each other for years but then she's being a bit of a cunt now and again then he's being a cunt then she's seeing someone else and then but then she goes back to him and then he's like nah fuck yeah and then they're on and off on and off and then all of a sudden they get together and they go right do you know what all these years we've been messing each other about but we're made to be aren't we when they were sitting there I just had a moment I just put my hands up in the shape of a heart and I thought that's fucking beautiful it was. I was so. It's true. I know. I know. I know. The women go. Oh, isn't it lovely? And all the men go. That won't fucking last. Do you know what? I was wondering that. You know that. I was wondering that. Right. You know. You see Frank and Eddie sitting there, right, all fucking besties and all that, right, shaking each other's hands. What do you reckon it's like when they go home to the missus in that? Do you think they're like? Oh, do you know what? I fucking can't stand that cunt. I just sit there for two hours acting like his mate. But really, all not I want. Do you nah, think it's no a bit way, like that? Or it's like. Nah, they've nah, got more, changed, there's more nah. similarities with them. Do you think they're all like, oh, do yeah. you know what? You ain't that bad after all. Should we all go out for dinner together? Do you yeah. think it's a bit like that now? I hope yeah, it is. Yeah, they, they, they know they know the uh, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow now. So, yeah, it's all going to be, I think it's going to be smooth sailing from now on. I really do. As oh, long as Saudi are in result. the game, it's going to be smooth sailing. Do you know what? You're saying about Hergovic. You know someone else who must be sitting there thinking, fuck, I mean, just before all this happened, Boatsy left oh. Eddie Hearn, didn't he? And he went to Ben Shalom, oh, a no. boxer. So he had the Bivol fight there. And they're like, don't get me wrong, I think Bivol may have beaten uh, Boatsy. But if he would have put in a decent performance, he would have still been sitting there or thereabouts. We're seeing like, ooh, this fire fight, that fight. It's like, you was there, bruv. And then obviously you've gone the other way because you didn't want to, what, fight Bivol and be fight, and, um, bound to another two fights. Like, that, that's normal procedure. And it's, you've gone that way gone to Ben, I don't see Alice Shake saying, you know, let's do Ben V fucking... Well, what's the situation there? <laughs> what's the situation like... there? Because it seems like Frank Warren kind of is is the leader of all this. You know what I mean? He, he is essentially putting most of it together with Turkey. I know Eddie's, they're Eddie's fighters on the Joshua card. Well, not all of them, but you know, most of them. But it, Frank got there first, essentially, with Turkey. Now Eddie's on board. Do you think Frank's saying, nah, we'll leave Ben Shalom, leave him over there. Like, don't get involved with him, Turkey. Yeah, you, I reckon so. Do you think Turkey's saying eventually to Frank, let's get Ben on board? Because he does want to work What's with everyone. What's Ben got to offer? They're not getting a look in. They're not getting a look in. I know, what, he's strange. What's he got to offer, though? You know, is, is Bacoli tied to him? I don't know if Bacoli's tied to him. Might be a fight by a fight well, thing. But it, I think other than Boazzi yeah. and, and Akoli and Billum Smith... Suppose they've got the cruiserweights. But other than that, who have they really, um, you know, what have they got to offer? Up and coming Olympians that are just not in difficult fights. That's that's what they've got going on over there at the moment. But that's uh, exactly what I'm talking about. Billum Smith and React Poor and Fraser Clark. Hopefully the Fraser Clark, I mean, we may be talking too soon because hopefully the Fraser Clark and Wardley fight does end up in Saudi, um, maybe in March. But yeah, I mean, React Poor and Billum Smith. Billum Smith's a world champion, man. Like, it should be there. Yeah, look, I think, look, at the end of the day, I think Frank was there first and I think like his name, Queensbury, seemed to be above everything and then when they'd done the first press conference, it seemed he was in the centre, you know, starting the uh, press conference, finishing the press conference but all of a sudden now, we see Eddie and Frank together. I think Frank Warren started the press conference and then the last word was left to Eddie Earn and he ended it and I just think over time, this is going to become a joint thing between the pair of them. I really do and uh yeah, I mean, why would they want Ben at the table? I'll tell you what's interesting. When they said, uh, right, your best five against your best five, 
do you know what? I started looking at the Queensbury uh, fighters. I was looking at the match from fighters. Oh, I'm all morning. Fucking hell. Queensbury fighters ain't that good, are they? Yeah, it does. <laughs> do you know what? It's a little bit myself, weak. Yeah. But wait, let me just land this. It's a little bit weak. But do you know what's great about this for Frank Warren is they ain't got a date when this 5v5 is. So now when you're Frank Warren and you go out to the marketplace, like, you want to come and sign with me? Yeah. Yeah, fucking right, I do. If I know I could get on that Saudi card, I do. So he's going to be able to sign a lot of good fighters on the back of this. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, let's get onto it now. The big five versus the big five. Like you, John, I was looking at it for about an hour just before we come on here. And um, I was struggling a little bit sometimes, especially in the uh, the like middleweight, super middleweight region. Um, so I, I do think we're going to have some crossovers here, but I'm very excited to hear your picks um, so how should we do this then? Should we just reel off our our top five each, or should we go I've, one I've, at a time? I've done it. Um, no, I've done it as a card, but this I've not included a main event. I've included a main event with these five fights underneath it. So say we assume the main event's Joshua Fury. So I've done five fights okay, that yeah, can yeah. fight underneath that, right? So I try to All leave. Right. I try to leave the obvious ones out of it. I'll go now if you want. All right, okay, let's do it like that then. So we'll say that the... Um, the main event's Joshua Fury. The undercard, chief, the chief support. Who's... Oh, yeah, so right. Who's your chief support? Right, Kaya, go. Chief My support. chief support is Anthony Yard versus Craig Richards. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Are you jo- Is this a joke? I'm not putting... A joke? Cal- Callum Smith just lost. I'm not putting Callum Smith... Yeah, oh look, Anthony Yard, he's premium fighter, right? Which I don't even like, know. Which other light heavyweight have you got? He's just left the fucking Sims gym and gone with Shane McGuigan and Cyclone and all that. I don't know if he's fucking with them. <laughs> right, all right, whatever. Craig Richards, I don't know if he, he's, I mean, he still might be, but uh, you're saying Craig well, Richards. Well, listen, yeah? I can't pick what off the I back can't of pick his... Bivol because he's about to fight Baturbiev, right? But it would oh, be right. Anthony Yard versus Bivol if he weren't fighting Baturbiev. But I had to pick another matchroom um, light heavyweight. And the one I went for was Craig Richards because I couldn't fucking see any others. That was it. All right. What, what, what you got? Um, what you got? Um, all right. My chief support, uh, I'm going to go a different route here and I'm going to hope for this one. I don't know if it can come to fruition because at the end of the day, we don't know where he is right now. But I'm going to hope for Joe Joyce versus Dillian White. Nice. Fucking hell, son. (laughs) Obviously, it all depends. I'm assuming that Dillian White is doing some uh, behind the scenes ban. But if he is fighting it, then I'm just, the only way that can happen is if out the blue, he comes across with that, you know, when he fought, after he fought Rivas, he come out with, oh, they've cleared me because it was blah, blah, blah. I'm allowed to fight again you know, a Conor Ben situation type thing, really. So that's the only way that could happen. If he is serving a ban behind the scenes, then it won't happen. But yeah, that's what I would hope for. Well, I, I totally forgot about Dylan White, but I'm, um, yeah, I just bring him back. Just fucking reel him out. I'm sick of all this drug shit. Fucking they're all on it. Let's just fucking get him out. It's probably been a year. So I'm I'm all over it, son. I'm, I'm happy with that one. But yeah, all right. So um, I might as well say, I, I, I was going to just say Yard v Callum Smith. I thought they've yeah. got, a common opponent in the, in the better be fight. And like everything I just said about Smith earlier, he did win the ring magazine. He is a world champion in the weight below. He well, come don't up. Start unstuck. creaming him now. Son. I just fucking hell. I just thought that maybe if those two fight each other, then the winner out of that fight 
is right up there to fight maybe Boatsy, Gwostik or whatever. There could be, it could just, yeah. Anyway, I think that, that would have been a fight. I is Craig say. Richards still um, with Matchroom then? Because I'm going to sound like an absolute fucking No, do you know felon. what though? I watched, the in, no, no, I watched the interview the other day and they said to him in the interview, are you still with Matchroom? And he said, I don't know. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, oh, well, well, he's still on the website, so that fucking counts. Yeah, yeah. That's an ast- there's an asterisk next to mine. All right. So uh, Chief Chief support. Yeah, that was Chief support. Just under that, fascinating fight in the middleweight division, right? I've gone for Felix Cash versus Hamza Shiraz. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know what? I looked at Felix Cash, but again, I don't know what he's fucking doing. Where is he? I know. Mm. I'm picking all these fighters. And I had him down in the same fight as you. I had exactly the same fight, but um, I, I, again, I, I wasn't sure if I could put him in there because I don't know where the fuck he is. Kaya is the Tony Bellew <laughs> of the proper podcast. <laughs> if he likes you, that's it. You're on the in. All right, look, my, my, my next fight would be Wardley v... Dubois, right? And I'll actually, I might actually... Who's put... Wardley with? Is he, is he not? He's with Matrimony. Yeah, he's digging me out. Fucking... I think he's a, he's a fight by fight, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's uh, still I think he's had most yeah. of his fights with... I don't think he is. I, think, I thought he was with... Creamsbury, you know I think. Oh, that's a fucking good... No, he's, he's not with no one. He's on fight All by right. fight. That's what he is. Gillian White's still the manager, fight, though, isn't what? it? I think. Yeah. God, we fucking know yeah, what we're talking so. about, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to this podcast for knowledge, tell you. <laughs> He's, uh, this is a sports comedy podcast. Let's be real, boys. Um, quickly, say something funny. Uh, um, <laughs> no, um, oh, I'd have Wardley v. Dubois. I mean, look, most of his fights fight. have been with fucking Eddie Hearn, haven't they? His whole career, apart from that one fight against Adelaide. Yeah, that's sweet. The whole, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's been built by Matram. Let's yeah, be yeah, real yeah. about it. He's been built. Just like Boatsy was built by Matram, right? So he's been built by Matram. So, yeah. Wardley v Dubois or no hey, you might Wardley say my v... one alright don't start fucking reeling off ones mate how many you said two oh, what, what's your two um Anthony Hoth versus Craig Richards <laughs> you know what as soon as I said it it just went silent I went what the fuck have I just said <laughs> Do you know what it is? He ain't been around for about 18 months, you can't. His last fight is about 18 months ago against Boatsy. I'll, I'll keep it in there, though. I'll keep it in there. Right, I'm going to go for... I was thinking about Yard versus Smith, but I'm going to be different because I think it's quite an interesting one. I'm going to go Opatire versus Yard. They're different weight classes, though. Oh. <laughs> You knew that, and you was gonna say I wanted to be at a catch weight or something like that. <laughs> Leave me alone! I got my tax bill this morning. You can't fuck off! I'm all over the shop. Do you know what? You can have it as a catch weight. Yeah, I want it as a catch weight. Yeah, catch weight. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Who wins that fight? Oh, it's got to be Opatire. Opatire beats everyone, doesn't he? Fucking even yeah. Andre the Giant. If you really wheel him out. It, the fight to make is if Betterbeev beats Bivol, Bivol's got to go up a weight because he's destroyed everyone in his own fucking weight class and fight Jaya Patea. That's oh, got to be the fight. Sign me up. Open Riyadh season. Yeah. Sign me up. All right. All right. Next, next one. one. Quiet. He's fucking had all the goes. I've had two goes. What's the matter with you? Yeah. Have you? I've gone. The next <laughs> one. This is the third fight. Right. If you pick my one, I'll be fuming. The Bull Army descends oh, no, on Riyadh. I know what do. Johnny no. Fisher. Don't say it. Versus, versus, 
David Adelaide. Oh. That's a great oh. Do you I know what? For the well. press conference alone. I should have gone first. Press conference yeah. alone. Um, you got exactly the same one. Exactly the same, yep. And that was kind of my yeah, my one that I really, really want. I really want. I think but it's, it's, it's a good, do you know Johnny, what? Johnny's like, got a fight in Las Vegas, and if he wins that, which we assume he will, um, David Adelaide, maybe he'll have a sort of, you know, one more little touch-up to just get off the Wardley defeat, and then I think it's perfect. To pick and fight as well. Maybe, oh no, no, English titles. Uh, English titles with Solomon Dakers and potentially Moses Atuma. That's fucking interesting. I yeah, like that. Cool. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a, I don't know if there could be a title surrounding it, but still, it's a fucking blinding fight. I think it's perfect. Brilliant fight. Brilliant fight. And uh, you know what? You'd think that the levels were, you know, weren't... I think Johnny Fisher's, you know, building his career up and David Adelaide's had 14, 15 fights. But I feel like now, that's, that's a bit of a pick and fight right now. I think he's... Uh, uh, far good away. Off the I think David foot. Adelaide's only had um, 12... I think he's only had 13 fights. So Johnny's had 10... All right, so um, mine was Keegan Agyarko, right? I think I'd like to see him fight Hamza Shiraz, both middleweights. If it's not Agyarko, I've got uh, Ammo Williams. They're both middleweights. I think that Ammo Williams is in the top 10. I don't think that Agyarko is, but just being from this side of the pond, I'd like to see Agyarko v Hamza Shiraz. That would have been one I would have gone for. I like it. I like it. Nice. Bye, next one. Next one, Jaya Pattaya versus Tommy Fury. (laughs) 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 That'll end up worse than Eddie Zorro. Oh, that's hilarious, bro. That's fucking hilarious. Just because Tommy wants to resume his career in the pro ranks and win a world title one day, you know, there you go. He's going to beat Bradis. There's your shot, bro. There's your chance. Go in there with dry Opatia. See how that works out for When us. I made a video on uh, Opatia the other day, somebody commented underneath. Um, they said, I'd love to see him face Tommy Fury. And I put laughing emojis underneath it. And then he put underneath that, what are you laughing at? Oh, he's being serious. Fucking hell. He's being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought, I'm not, I no, thought, like, all respect to you. You're entitled to your opinion. But I think Opatia will... Absolutely, yeah. Demolish it wouldn't get sanctioned. Him. I don't think that he shouldn't get sanctioned. Get sanctioned that. Nah, that's like yeah, Tommy Fury that's... never. He would never do that anyway. He ain't fit. No, nah, not unless he values his fucking head, his good looks, and his life in general. Yeah, but um, no. So, listen, yeah. no. This is the fight I've come up with. Right, I've done a little bit of fucking. There was a bit of a thought process behind this. Raymond Ford fights uh, Kolmatov for the WBA vacant WBA featherweight title on the second of March. Nick Ball fights Ray Vargas for the WBC featherweight title. If both of those fighters win, Ray Ford's with Matram, Nick Ball's with Queensbury. Boom, you have got a unification featherweight clash to put on the undercard of Joshua Fury. So I'll go Nick Ball versus Raymond Ford if the stars align. All right, well, why would you not just do Nick Ball v. Lee Woods? Because Lee Woods moved up. Nick Ball v. Josh Warrington. Uh, yeah, is well, he going to move up? Yeah, well, unless Josh he's gonna, I, I was debating that one, so that was mine. I was debating Nick Ball against Lee Wood, but I thought I don't think Lee Wood's going to stick around. So that's why the WBA is vacant, John. I was going to go with Nick Ball versus Warrington. Yeah, I would have got. I'll, I'll put like a forward slash on that one. Yeah, I've done Nick Ball. If he beats Ray Vargas, that's going to be a brilliant fight. It's going to be a tough fight. If he's got the belt, 
Um, yeah, fight the winner out of Wood Warrington. If he loses, then maybe fight the loser out of Wood Warrington. Yeah, I want to see a thinking. unification fight, so I've gone that way. But there you go. There we go. Um, I also had a um, a bonus one. Uh, I know we're not doing bonus ones, but I will just say uh, Masood Abdullah versus Hopi Price, which is also a very good fight. Not, do you know what? That was your fifth one. Oh, was it? Um, oh, but... I haven't done my fifth one yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, um, yeah, go on, fifth one. That's mine then, Masood Abdullah, Hopi Price. It's not an exciting one because I started running out of Queensbury fighters to pick, but I do feel like I like Dennis McCann. I like his uh, fighting style. I think he's great on camera as well, so I think he should get on that, get on that card. And I really want to see Peter McGrail, you know, right that wrong of what happened to him last time he was out. He was bossing the fight. The American kid, name escapes me, caught him flush. Don't know what round it was, but he was he was bossing that fight. So Peter McGrail, as good as he was as an amateur, Dennis McCann, I think put them put them in the ring together. I think you got think you got a really good fight there. That's for the Commonwealth Super Bantamweight title. That that would be for. Do you know who I had as well? I I had um Crocker, who's just making a name for himself now. He's good fighting fight. in a couple of weeks, isn't he? And uh, I wanted to see him in there with someone, but I couldn't pick anyone to for him to go against. I was struggling a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, I'd love to see. Hopefully he wins in a couple of weeks because he's exciting, man. All right, I would pick Liam Davies to fight Akmadelian. Oh, good shout, fun. son. Yeah. I like that. Good like fight. that. Love it. So I think we'll all agree that my 5v5 would be the better one. Not so, really. uh, yeah, if you want to vote, guys, you can just... <laughs> <laughs> I think Yard versus Craig Richards was the best pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm changing mine. I want Dillian White versus Opatire. <laughs> Dillian White back from uh, that fucking dark room, boy. That's the one. Right. Moving on to, let's go, just before we do, Jonas Mayer. A very interesting fight. Parker versus Zhang. Yes. So, first of all, Wilder's not on the card. Do you reckon he got offered the Zhang fight? Maybe. We never know. We'll never know, will we? We'll never know. Frank Warren said that nobody wanted the fight. He said Parker was the only one who wanted it. He said that in an well, interview. Let's say, yeah, he was offered it then. That's what that tells me. Big up Boxing King Media. I think, <laughs> in terms of reporters out there, that guy, I, Coogan, is just like part of the furniture in my house. I've been listening to his voice like all, whatever, last 10 years doing the uh, interviews. But Boxing King Media, I think he's fucking brilliant, mate. The, I don't know the guy's name, but the questions he asks... Um, brilliant, brilliant way he asked his questions. But anyway, his questions are Frank Warren. He said, surely you had people queuing up to fight uh, Zilly Zhang. And he's like, no, on the contrary. He goes, no one wanted it. He goes, just Joseph Parker, one, only ones that happy to take the fight. No one fancied the style. So that fits into the stuff, you know, you were saying before, isn't it? Joe Parker, man, he's fucking fought everyone, isn't it? When you think about it, everyone. Takam, Andy Ruiz, Huey Fury, AJ, White, Chisora, Joyce, Wilder, Nazang. Mm. That's a fucking... I know he's lost a few of those fights, Who but cares? you've got to be in it to win it. And if you keep fighting at the top level, you're going to fucking lose a few, as we're now going to find out. Now we're fucking... The Saudis, the Saudis are here. Just what you said on uh, on Coogan there. Um, my missus fucking hates me, and she I drive her mad, because every time I put on a video, it goes, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm goes, I'll fine. stop playing that fucking thing. Is that Clarissa thing? Shields? <laughs> Is that Clarissa Shields? What's that Wall Street mean? Is that that voice? 
So oh, I don't fucking know. Is I don't know. It's a random, isn't it? It's just I'm fine. I thought it was Clarissa Shields. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't fucking know what you're on about. Anyway, okay. Parker versus Zhang. So yeah, we don't know about Wilder. <laughs> we don't know about Wilder, but um, either way, this is a very interesting fight, and um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So. Yeah, let's get your thoughts on how that fight goes. Kaya, coming to you first, what do you reckon happens? Oh, it's a great fight, isn't it? It's a great fight for so many reasons. You know, you play the fight out in your head. It just goes so many different ways. Um, I think a lot depends on what weight Joe Parker comes in at. I think they made a bit of a mistake in the Joe Joyce fight. I'll make comparisons because they're big units, at they, Joe Joyce? Uh, Zilly Zhang, they're like fucking near on 20 stone them, them two boys I know they're different fighters completely Joe Ford just Joe Joyce just marauds forward takes shots you know takes fucking four to land he's one uh, Zilly Zhang's a bit smarter in the way he does thing things and he's got that big backhand man that's the bit that worries me is that southpaw backhand um, if he times Joe Parker coming in then um, yeah it's going to be a long night for Joe Parker I think Joe Parker's got a good chin Generally, you know what I mean? Yeah. It took 11 rounds for Joe Joyce to break him down and stop him. And I think Joe Parker will win a lot of the early rounds. It's just whether, yeah, it's whether he can stay out of the fire for long enough because he's going to get hit. And it's whether he can conserve his energy um, against someone like Zilly Zhang. He's 40 years old. He just seems to be getting better as well. He's fucking old. He's 40-year-old getting better. It's a tough one to pick, but if you put a gun to my head now, early prediction, I would say Zhang gets him late. It's horrible to say that because I love Joe Parker. I think Zhang, Zhang will, will get him late because he's got a good chin and he's got an engine as well, as we saw in the Hergovic fight. You know, he doesn't seem to tire these days. You go back to that Jerry Forrest fight. That was a long time ago. I know he was ill then and they found problems with his kidney or his liver or whatever and they sorted that out. But since then... <laughs> got one on the black market, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just bought one and stuck a new one in there. <laughs> Sorted that all right, son. He seems to have a, a chin now and a fucking, you know, a never-ending gas tank. And uh, he, he whacks really, really hard. Do you know what I mean? So it's uh, a tough night for Joe Parker, that. Johnny? Yeah, do you know what? I was, knew he was going to do this today. I was thinking, right, let me have a little research. What do I think here? It's a really, really tough one. It's another one of those fights. You look at it, you feel, I can see ways that Zane can win. I can see ways that Parker can win. And um, I just, I look at the fight and he's 40 years of age, Zang. And then obviously you see what he did to Joe Joyce. But with Joe Joyce, as tough as Joe Joyce is, you've got this target that you can't sort of miss. And he's just doing the same thing, sort of coming forward. So, you know, but to, to knock him out twice, like Tico and a, and a KO is impressive. The Hergovic fight, I mean, Hergovic is a good fighter. You know, a lot of people thought he won that fight, me including because I put a bet on him to win that fight. Um, and the Jerry Forrest, that's a mad one. Like, he would he knock him down three times? He had him knocked around the whole ring. First three rounds. And then he just gassed it in there towards the end. Yeah. But um, he's a good fighter. He's got good movement. He's got, you know, that range finder with the uh, the southpaw um, stance. Finds a home with that left hand. But he don't just, all of a sudden, just throw that straight down the middle. He's, like, walking you onto it. He's setting traps with that right hand, positioning you. And he loops it out wide with his long reach. And then all of a sudden just comes down straight downstairs, upstairs. Good, good fight. But when I look at Parker, 
I just think that geezer's speed of foot, his ability to move around the ring, go in, go out, he's got one of the best gas tanks in boxing, I think. When you look at some of his fights, gone a distance. How many times has gone a distance? Takam against Andrew Weiss, against Huey Fury, Jack Wyatt, Massey, uh, Chisora. Yeah, he, he go, he's gone a distance of all these top... I mean, Joshua, <laughs> gone a distance of uh, all, all these top fighters. Uh, and obviously Wilder. Blocked. So he's got a gas tank. So... Um, but one thing I'll say is Joe Parker, the last Southport he fought, which is hardly any. I went down his whole box wreck, Jason Bergman. Fuck right? is it that? took him eight rounds to get him oh, out. Oh, yeah, old Bergie, 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah, old yeah, Bergie. Fucking Bergie, Bergmeister. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know him now, yeah. With the record of 27 and 20. Um, <laughs> gun at my head, I say that Parker... Wins the fight on points. Why have you always got to go the opposite points. to me? You'll do it on fucking purpose. <laughs> I swear to God. No, I've got it written down here. I took some notes, but I wrote hell. it down. I thought Parker wins on points. Yeah. Unk, what are you saying? I disagree with what you said there, Kai. You said that Zhang's got a never-ending gas tank now. I don't think he has. I think his, I think his gas tank's still, still going to be a bit ropey. And um, he's a little bit older now. Hergovic fight has done that. Uh, yeah, but even in the first, we didn't see... So that was an energy zapping fight and he was there. We didn't see him get to that point in the second Joe Joyce fight, but he certainly was slowing down a little bit in the first one. Not a lot, mm. but he was he was slowing down. And again, we didn't know. We never got to see the last six rounds, how he would have fared in the last six rounds. So true. with that, I'm going to go with Parker because I think he'll fight him in the way that he fought Wilder. I think he's kind of, I think he'll go in and fight the same way. Throw a few more punches, because he'll have to, but I think he's got a very good chin, Parker. So, Zhang, but I just think he'll fight in the same way as the Wilder fight, and he's so quick. He's so quick, Parker, and I think he's in the he's in a very good place in his career now. He's still very young, 31, uh, 30, might be 32 now, or near, near enough that, but... Um, yeah, I think he looked, he didn't throw a lot in the Wilder fight, but his speed, his composure, his game plan, I thought was outstanding. So for that reason, I'm going to go Parker on points because I think Zhang will tire. I think Zhang will have his moments, but I think Parker's just going to deal with it because he has got a very good chin. However, you're right, John, the old Southpaw thing. And and, and it's hard to compare it to Wilder. Because Wilder is, um, he didn't throw his hands fucking 12 rounds. Whereas, you know, Zhang is going to throw his hands. And that Southpaw stance, I mean, he, he will get hit. But Parker has the ability. How many times have we seen him make a fucking bore, bore fest? You know what I mean? He's been in loads of them. He has the ability to slow a fight down, slow the pace down, slow the tempo down, and just be involved in a really fucking boring fight. So I've got a, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think Parker Listen, points. all right. Any look, a never ending gas tank might have been a bit strong in it. Well, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Before I get fucking hammered. No, but what I mean was I saw that Hergovic fight and you know his energy and his gas tank stood up in that fight and every, a lot of people thought he won that fight. One thing I will say though is, is Parker's gonna be a lot more fleet footed, and we all know when you throw too many power shots and you miss with them, that can drain your gas tank. And when he fought Joe Joyce, Zhang, he caught a miss. With that backhand, he just couldn't miss because Joe doesn't move his head like, you know, like Joe Parker is going to. So if Joe Parker can make him miss um, in the early rounds, you know, that could that can definitely contribute 
to Zhang draining his gas tank and as you say, Unk getting tired in the in the latter stages of the fight. So it all yeah. depends. A lot depends on the weight he comes in at. Don't want to come in too heavy. Andy Lee, I think they got it wrong. I said it earlier on, they got it wrong with the Joe Joyce, Joe Joyce fight. Make him miss a lot with the power shots. Take him into the back end of the fight. And Joe Parker could win it on points. You know, I'm not cast iron on it. Oh, you flip flopping no, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Zhang. Oh, no, he's I'm going to go with Zhang. No. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going away from that. So I think Zhang just hits way too hard. And I think at one point he will connect. He will connect. And I think... I've got to make a prediction because, like, these are early predictions, right? I've got to make a prediction. I reckon Kaya potentially might no. flip flop come fight no, week. No, mate, I ain't you. <laughs> I might. I, I'm not going to lie. I may flip flop on this, yeah. but at the minute, I'm going. I'm going to look into it more and maybe study their sort of, um, yeah, their their last few fights and whatnot. Them at their best and them at their worst. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm saying Parker will fight him like Wilder because. I think he knows it's going to be all he's not all he's got to worry about, but he's got to worry about that heavy handed fucking Southpaw coming at him and he'll fight him in the way that he fought Wilder in that when he comes in close, he will be dipping down low. He will be dipping to, I suppose he'd be dipping to the left when he, because uh, fraught with danger though, with a Southpaw it's fraught with danger. And that, that overhand right that he was throwing to Wilder, he can't be no. doing that. He'll walk oh, onto a fucking he'll, he'll, short hook, right hook. Bomb. You say he can't do that, but Zhang Zhang's not going to be moving his head much, is he? He can he can throw that punch. Yeah, he, he understands the range. He's got good timing, Zhang. He's got good timing. Sounds like you're flip flopping now, son. <laughs> no, I, listen, mate. I'm not afraid to say, mate. I flip flop many times. You don't know when the, when you get two good Absolutely. fighters in the ring. The closer it gets, you can easily change your mind. You know, you I will I mean? say this, right? No, I don't normally give uh, trolls any airtime, but. Um, during the Smith Perturbia thing, I was going through the comments on your channel, Unc, and someone's digging me out, as I say, about the, the Dillian White thing, and they went, he's lost his credibility. Let me say something to all the listeners now, right? 95% of you are good as gold, and we love having banter with you. I don't have any credibility. None of us have. We're just three mates <laughs> having a good old giggle about boxing and, and just having a laugh <laughs> and shooting the breeze. So all this fucking, I've lost my credibility. I don't want any fucking credibility. I just want to have a laugh nah. with me, mates, and I know most of you... You know, whether you're from up north, you know, or down south, wherever you are in the UK, or even, you know, further on from that around the world, and you enjoy listening to us, then we will flip-flop occasionally. We will get fights wrong. Listen, mate, we're about. huge in United Arab Emirates. About. You know, no one's going to hold anyone to account. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, yeah. yeah. We'll just let's give a shout-out. There's there's one bloke in uh, Hawaii who listens to us. One Honolulu. Bloke. Oh, yeah. Honolulu, yeah. I'd yeah. love to get shout him on, Shout-out to that bloke. <laughs> and but, there's um, one... Yeah, nah, listen, that's the beauty of boxing, man. Like, the, the opinions are so divided all the time. It's just ridiculous. Like, the person that you really respect one day is going to go against your pick. Mm. Like, I, I've got the people in boxing who I really respect, but then they pick someone where I think, surely not. He's not going to win. That's the beauty, man. Everyone's going to have different opinions most of the time. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking so. It's just Brilliant. I love it. I love the debates. Yeah. Like, so listen, we get some right. I've got Katie Taylor right. Fucking Daniel Dubois right. No one mentions Joseph that. Joseph Parker right. I've got bro. Joe Parker to beat, you know, who's four to one to beat Deontay Wilder, but I ain't fucking going to start dining out on it because it's just an opinion. Yeah. No one really gives a fuck. I've got, listen, mate, I've got Joe Potato right to beat fucking Zorro, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all picked Hergovic to beat Damori. We must be fucking experts. Come on, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, there we go. So, uh, Johnny B, Parker, Kaya, Zhang, and me, Parker. 
but uh, can't wait for it. Um, I'm glad in a way it's not Wilder because I think this is much better a more fight. competitive fight. Yeah. If, if Wilder comes in, if Wilder comes in how he did, I tell you what, if Wilder had fought Zhang the way he fought Parker, I reckon three rounds sent over the top rope, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't care how good Wilder's chin is. Zhang Zhang bangs like a fucking mule kicks. So, uh, yeah, this is really interesting. And uh, I think Parker thoroughly deserves it. He's done. Yeah, Wilder is categorically done. I've said to you, you know, everyone's allowed one bad day at the office. But if they've offered him the Zhang fight and you fucking turn that down, you're done. You're done. Yeah, I He ain't in it no more. It's not you. Just go and... Just chill out, man. Enjoy your money. With, you know, risking your life for everyone's entertainment. But yeah, you're done now. Just, just forget about and it. And they don't, they don't always get it right. But like these Michael Bensons and Coppingers of the world, when they do say what they say, you know, like probably about 75, 80 percent of the time, they are correct. And they, they said that Wilder and Zhang are pipped to be on this card, and that kind of tells us that Wilder probably did get the opportunity. But yeah, I don't yeah. blame him for turning it down. He wouldn't have won the fight. He wouldn't have won the fight. So uh, no. end of. Anyway, this is a blinding fight. So uh, we can't wait. And um, we'll talk about the rest of the card in due course. But now let's finish off with a bit of Jonas and Maya coming up this weekend. A boxer show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get straight into it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get straight into it. Um I'm kind of excited for it, a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tasty, tasty little fight. Um, I do wish it was over over uh, three minute rounds because um, Maya called for that, but um, I didn't get the kind of feeling that Jonas wanted it that way, even though she said I'd have been up for it. I don't know, or maybe it was Ben Shalom who kind of didn't want to didn't want to take that risk. So, uh, anyway, let's get into it. Let's give us your thoughts on the fight. Johnny B, coming to you first. Yes. I thought going to go to me it's, first. It's mad because, uh, yeah, Maya wanted the uh, 12 three-minute rounds and uh, Jonas said she's happy for that. She wanted it. She does that in training. But uh, Ben Shalom said, yeah, that was me. But, as you say, yet again, boy, don't like taking risks, does he? <laughs> Like yeah, but risk, if but... Jonas if Jonas really campaigned for it, don't you think it would have happened? I, I I think the fight would suit Mayer being three minute rounds. I think it suits uh, Natasha Jonas to be two minute rounds. I think she's faster. I, I think she throws better combinations. I think she's got faster hands. When did so... she ask for it though? Was it recent or was it way way before the fight? My, Maya said it in the first press conference, and then Jonas said, "Oh yeah, I'm up for that." But yeah, then but it's too late. Nothing then. happened. It's too late. Then there might have been it's training not, for two no, minute not. rounds. It might have been already sparring two minute rounds. You got to change your, you, you know, everything, the mechanics of yeah, but, everything that you're doing. No, but Maya, minutes. Maya would have been uh, sparring the same way because she knew it was two minute Maybe. rounds. But it was yeah, when she point. got to the Fair press enough. conference, she asked for it, and um, and yeah, as I say, I just think if it, if Jonas really wanted it, I think it would have happened. It didn't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like, let's Serrano, be honest, ben didn't want it. Serrano did it, didn't she, with the girl Ramos or something? Her name was, but yeah, they did it, and then yeah, twelve rounds, three minutes, went to points. So I, I, I just, I'm like this on it, right? I look at women's boxing; they've come into a space which is male dominated, and you know, I didn't want to see women's boxing. I was just like, oh, I don't know, like professional women, like battering each other and that. Like, I asked. That's how I am in general. I thought it's not really for me. But slowly, 
starting to watch women's boxing, like, I love it. Like, how many amazing fights have we seen? How many female fights? Some of them, like, better than the men's fights. Literally just yeah. throw down, go at it. And it's just, I'm in awe of so many of these fights. Michaela Mayer, she had a fight against that Hamaduchi. Unbelievable fight, yeah? Brilliant fight. Obviously, the Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron fight. There's been loads of them, okay? So, I would say this. They've come into a space. They're trying to earn money, you know, create a legacy, and at the moment, 10 two-minute rounds is working. Like, you're packing out arenas. Like, you're headlining shows. Like, you've got loads of, you know, men. Let's be real. majority of the audience is men, like, looking forward to seeing these fights. So, I'm a little bit on the fence of, oh, do you know what? I wouldn't fuck this about too much. Because if you change it to 12 three-minute rounds, and all of a sudden, these fights are not as exciting. And, they, you know, like some of those... Fights where fighters go missing, they go for a walk around, they just see out the round. Whereas 10 two minute rounds, it just goes off. You just have to get in there, land your punches, and score points. And I just think it, it makes for an exciting fight. So, yeah, I don't might, know. It might be more fence. exciting. I get the whole. Yeah, it might be, but it might not. But at the moment, it's exciting. I, I challenge you on it because it might be more exciting in the sense that um after seven rounds when they're beginning to tire we might see more knockouts you don't really see a lot of knockouts in the high level of women's boxing deer maybe any. that's because of the two rounds Ever. two minute rounds yeah i i agree but what i'm saying is at the moment we have an exciting when the, when the girls fight each other the, the top fighters they're in exciting fights and like you're walking yeah. away from it going that was a quality fight even sometimes when the level is not that technical it's still quite exciting the fights and I just worry that if you go and change it to 12 three-minute rounds, all of a sudden they're not exciting. And then if they're not, then they're going to get a lot of stick. You see what the trolls are like on Twitter and stuff like that. So I could see why if you're a broadcaster and you're a promoter, the people that are actually putting up the money for these fights, why you might be a little bit, oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. Maybe they need to just implement it slowly and see how many good fights you get that are 12 three-minute rounds. As for the whole uh, science behind like damage and stuff like that, they want equality, don't they, women? They want to be treated exactly the same as men, so I don't really buy into any of that. I think if it's good enough for a man to get damaged, then it's good enough for a woman to get damaged. But mine would just be, it's a risk, because what they're doing at the moment is fucking working. It's working. There's a lot of exciting fights. Good point. I mean, I, yeah. you know, they are good points, but I'm kind of with you, Unc, on this. I feel like um, you've got to try it, especially at the top level, world title level. Um, this should be 12 three-minute rounds. And John, also, you know, you want to go with that logic, then just change the men's sport to fucking 15 two-minute rounds, then it might go off a little, little, little more. Do you know what I mean? You might have more, you won't have any uh, points decisions. In, uh, we have more points decisions. Let's, let me do that bit again. Going by that logic, right, you might as well change the men's game to 15 two-minute rounds. Because how exciting would that be? You won't have these snooze fests anymore. Um you might not get as many knockouts, but you'll have fights that go off, just like the women's. I feel like it's time to change it at the top level. Maybe not at the level below then, because I feel like the poor fighters that are able to, uh, to cope with the, the the vigor and the stress of a 12 three-minute fight is not enough. I don't think there's enough of them out there. But I think definitely at the world title level and at the top, top level, it should be 12 three-minute rounds. But then if you do it up the top, you've got to do it for all, because then if you're on your way up and your whole training is all built around two minute rounds and that's you built your whole style and game plan around that and then mm. as soon as you get your world title fight then all of a sudden it changed to 12 three minute rounds you're like what the fuck mm. so if you do it at the top surely you've got to do it at the bottom it's a tough one it's a tough one it is a tough one but i mean yeah. the fight itself's great i mean 
it's a great fight. I feel like it's going to be um, it's very, very fucking split down the middle. Of this I, I don't know who I'm picking for this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose literally at the end of you know when I do my little piece on it. Um, you know Natasha Jonas. In terms of height, they're a similar height. Natasha Jonas has fought at the heavier weights recently, so I suppose this will favour her. Um, they've both fought 130 pounds, which is like the weight Michaela Meyer campaigned at for majority of her career. Obviously, the fights are not there. She goes up to lightweight. All the belts are gone at lightweight. Katie Taylor's got them all. Got up to super light. Chantel Cameron used to have them. Katie Taylor's got them and all. So then you go up to welterweight. And this is it. This is what they've got to do. I mean, this is, this is what I mean. It's how small the pool of fighters are in the women's game that these fighters are going up fucking 15 pounds <laughs> to try and get a world title because there's no one else up there, really. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking for the, the fight. I'm looking forward to as well on this card. Maybe even a little bit more than this. Sorry to say, it is uh, Jack Cullen versus Zach Chelly. Yeah, I love Zach. Really Chelly. looking forward to that. That's going to be an excellent fight. That is. So um, I like Linus Udofia as well. Enjoy watching him fight. Stunk the gaff out against Kieran Conway a little bit, but generally, he's, you know, he's a, he's, he's a really skilled fighter. So hopefully, he brings it. But you know, he's just got to throw his hands, Udofia. That fight against Bentley just run away from him. He's just got to fucking. Throw. And I feel like I say that a lot on this channel, but you have some time. This is this is the era. This is the entertainment business. And I think I'm hoping that that Udofia is going to do that against that McKenna because that McKenna, he's he's game. He's fucking game. He'll come to fight. He'll throw his hands. Leaves a lot of gaps. But uh, I think if Udofia throws his hands in that fight, I think he's a little bit more technical. I think he can win that fight. Mm. Um, and that Zach Chelly, I love watching him. That's that's what, uh, yeah, I think he's a brilliant fight. I love the uh, the dad as well. He's a bit of a character. Going to Jonas Mayer, I'll quickly say this then. I think that Jonas' last fight against Wyatt, right? Fuck me, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it how I say it, yeah? You know me, man. I'm truthful. That Wyatt, man, she was fucking shit. And that is for a fake and world title. I know. That's what so I'm this saying. is the thing with women's Bad boxing. Bruise, There's just no strength and depth in it. So... You don't know whether like fighters like you jumping up in weights and down in weights to avoid certain fighters to just grab a world title at this weight, or is it because uh, belts are tied up? But there's a lot of shit in the women's game. That's that's the truth. But there is a lot of good fighters in the women's game, and Jonas is one of them. I think she's a really really good fighter. I think she's got fast hands. She's got good feet. Um, southpaw, you know, tricky southpaw. Throws her left hand good down the pipe. I think Maya. I feel like when I watch that Maya fight, I feel like she's physically stronger. I know she's coming, just coming up in weight now and Jonas has been at that weight a little bit longer. She just, to me, she feels stronger. The way she sort of walks her opponent down, she's got a really good jab, throws a good right hand. I think she's a little bit slower than uh, Jonas. So I'll throw my prediction down here now. Oh yeah, what I will say as well is Jonas, when it's come to the top fights against Harper, uh, it was a draw, wasn't it, against Harper, against Katie Taylor, she lost, and she lost early in her career, either something strong or something. But at that top level, that top fights, I think she's she's had a draw or she's lost. Is this going to be another one of those fights? I was going to say, I think Mayo's going to win. But then when I was looking at them both in, like, I was just watching a few highlights last night. I was looking at their styles. I think Jonas beats her. I think she's got faster hands. I think if she can keep away from that right hand, I think she wins the fight on points. But I think... She'll get drawn into something, and it'll be a tough fight. It's going to test both of their uh, gas tanks. Yeah, just on the three-minute rounds, I'm personally of the opinion that you know, if if they both want it, let them have it. I just think that's the way it should be done. At the end of the day, if if Jonas 
I, I'm just skeptical if Jonas really did agree to it behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, if they both agree to it, like Amanda, Amanda Serrano, um, yeah, I'm all for it. Let them have it. Um, I will say one thing though, maybe men's, uh, you said about 15 minute rounds for men's. Maybe we should go Not out. 15 minute rounds. Uh, 15, <laughs> 15, 12, 15, 15, 12, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should have it out. It was in the old days though. I'll just go off a tangent here, which was um, the longest fight ever was seven hours and 19 minutes. Back in the day, they used to do their rounds where um, if somebody get, gets knocked down, that would count as a round. And then they'd have a little tiny break and then they'd go back into it. But yeah, that was um, Charlie Johnson. Fucking real men. Uh, no, sorry. Jack Burke versus Andy Bowen. Seven hours and 19 minutes, uh, 110 rounds. <laughs> I bet they took all the padding out of their Imagine if you well. lost that fight. Who won that fight? Um... Burke, it says Burke had broken every single bone in both of his hands during the fight and retired. Yeah. Probably got a shilling, got a shilling for it. I think Dubois would have quit in that fight, I've got to be honest. Um, (laughs) Come on, let's give this man some credit. No, this is Dubois. This is Dubois 2.0, man. No, he he wouldn't wouldn't quit. Early prediction, just while you're on that, just quickly off the top of your head and putting you both on the spot. Wardley v Dubois, come on, who, who wins that fight? Wardley v Dubois. That's such a good um, fight, man. Oh, That's oh. such a good fight. Did you, did you use that as one of? Did you did you put that as one of your five? Because that's yeah. a good shot. That is. If that's Wardley a, goes that would back be Chief support in it. That'd have to go Chief support. Wardley v Dubois. That's a really really good fight. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm going to say Wardley. Controversially, I think, but I'm going to say Wardley. He's got the dog in him, man. Uh, 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 Guns out there. Dubois can hit home, you know. So he can Wardley. All right. All right. Wardley, just about. Did you both say Wardley? Yeah, yeah. just about. Oh, I, look at this is the flip flop, boy. I've got. I'm fucking Team Dubois now. <laughs> I'm team Dubois, man. Fuck it up. I am. I see enough in that fucking Miller fight, boy. I'm telling you, he's been in there with better opposition. He's got a good bit of fucking balance. He's one-two. He hits like a fucking mule. Nah, man. Do you know what, though? It's a fucking close fight. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way. It is almost a shootout, but I think, oh, I don't know. I think, gun at my head, I think I'm going to Bois, boy. But with my flip-flop near the time and we have a little closer look at it. Yeah. I think it's a completely different fight to Miller, though. Miller's fucking slow... He yeah, didn't do a lot in a lot don't of rounds. Don't start the fucking so Miller shit lucky. again, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I'm going Wardley on that one. Anyway, um, yeah, so back to Jonas and Maya, Maya, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Jonas because you said it, John, I think. Speed, quick hands. Maya's very tough, but I just think she's a bit slower than Jonas. I don't think Maya's got the knockout punch. I'm not quite sure if Jonas is going to knock her out, but I just think Jonas overall, I think she's going to land more, much quicker, better footwork. And um, I think it'll be a bit of a slugfest, but I think Jonas will come out with a decision win for me. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, they're both Olympians. That's the first thing. Jonas 2012, Maya 2016. Both real good amateur pedigree. Very, very closely matched. I think Maya likes to keep it long. But then, John, you said, you know what I mean? I remember that hammer douche fight. That's when we started Love Boxing TV. That was back then. 
amazing fight. So Maya can go 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 in close and mix closes, it up as well. She closes you the know? ring damn well. And you got to remember, Jonas is fucking forty. Yeah, I don't know how so, old Mayer is. Was she? She's got what early thirties. I think the rounds would be super close. But I think with home advantage, every time yeah. Jonas lands yeah. a combination, the crowd's going to go, way. Yeah, that was what tipped Come me. Come on, then. That was what tipped me. I was like 50-50, and I, that home advantage, I thought that in Yeah, the I so I, I, think, I think, you know, yeah, putting all those uh, eggs in the basket. Is that, is that how you say it? We've got to start sorting out saying that. Going out on the isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, putting all those elements into the equation. Putting all the eggs in the shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Jonas. Very, very close points decision as well. So, yeah. But can I just get your... Who's going to win the Zach Chelly-Jack Cullen fight? You know, they, it was a draw last time. Chelly. And Jack, Jack Cullen is just coming off a brilliant victory against Mark Hefron. And he stopped yeah. him in three rounds. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. an outsider there. Forgot about that when I, did, I just yeah. forgot. He's got, That's he's a good got, fight, boys. Yeah. British Commonwealth title as well. I had that really ready. Go, going off of that performance, I, I had um, Cullen. Yeah, I'll stick with Chelly then. Fucking, I'm going to go with that one, though. Dude. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with Chelly just because oh, I don't him. like. I'm gonna, just because I don't like that North Face tattoo. I'm going to go with Chelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Does anyone know the story behind that? Was that like a bet or something? Yeah, I think he was. Um, I think he said it was a you know lads' holiday or something like that. Yeah, um, fucking hell. Yeah, but, no, I mean everyone knows who Jack Cullen is, so it's fucking worked for him, isn't it? In a world of like a load of people with no personality, I just, I just mentioned it. There you go. It works, yeah, exactly. Didn't it? But I knew exactly. Yeah. Anyway, go on. so yeah, I think that's it. Really. Um, yeah. Good luck to both girls. Good luck to everyone on the undercard, and uh, we shall be watching. And uh, yes, let's hope that um, more unfolds with this five versus five in in the coming weeks. And um, yeah, we're getting very close to Fury Usyk soon. Can't fucking wait. So um, we'll leave it there. I'm going to tribute this pod to the guy that we was just talking about then, which was Andy Bowen. Yeah, Andy Bowen, who was in the longest fight ever, seven hours and 19 minutes, because in his next fight, he fought a guy called Kid Levine. And again, it went like 80 rounds or something, but he hit his head on the fucking wooden surface and died in his next fight. So uh, we'll tribute that to you, Mr. Bowen. Fair play, you were a warrior. Anyway. um, That's a cheerful story, Unc. Fucking hell. (laughs) Just reading it here. Go out on a high, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, man. Look at the fucking slippy wrist, man. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. I'm going to die on my sword in a minute. Jesus. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I sound like Gareth A. Davis, and I fuck me. Right. Everyone enjoy the fights on Saturday. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bosh.